Dealing with constant changes, not easy. Letting go of my inner perfectionist, ooh, not easy. But crossing a few things off my financial to-do list, surprisingly simple. Regents tools and advice make it easy to manage your money. From podcasts and webinars to budget and savings calculators, we'll help you find your financial comfort zone. Those few little financial tweaks have made a big difference. Check off some financial to-dos at regents.com slash brave the beginning. Regents Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And hello again, everybody. My name is Stephen Julian. I am your slightly annoying host for the wonderful show that is known as Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X, broadcasting live today from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the beautiful Atlanta Sinesta Gwinnett Place Hotel. With me, as always, but not on the microphone, Mike Salmon is producing the show. Uh, so you just get me. But thankfully, it's not just me. I'm welcomed in this, uh, glad to welcome into the studio two great guests today. Tad Leithhead is here from Leithhead Consulting, also from the Lowburn CID. And we also have Tyler Went from Legendary Home Team, also known uh, part of the Keller Williams team. So we're going to start the show off with Tad Leithhead. Tad, welcome to the program. Thank you, Stephen. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you are with uh, Leithhead Consulting, but you're also with uh, Lilburn CID. So we'll get into the Lilburn CID in just a little bit. But tell me about Leithhead Consulting and what it is you guys do. Uh, Leithhead Consulting is a firm that was founded by my son, Michael. And after he'd been in business about a year, I joined him as a partner. And we there are about 30 community improvement districts in Georgia, and we provide a wide variety of services to community improvement districts. So... When, when your son formed the company and when it was started, what was obviously the original idea was to work with community improvement districts, but, but a little bit deeper than that. What was not being delivered that you guys wanted to deliver? His specialty, uh, he worked for the North Fulton CID for four years, and his specialty was expanding the boundaries, which not only expands the geographical area of the CID, but also the revenue. He specialized in that for North Fulton, but there are lots of CIDs in Atlanta that have the need to expand their boundaries but can't afford a full-time person. So he decided to uh, form a firm that specialized just in expansion to work with a variety of CIDs on a contract basis so that they could afford um, less than a full-time person on a contract. And then I joined him a year later. My background is in executive director services, so I joined him a year later, and he provides expansion services, and I provide executive director services. Nice. So we were able to broaden our scope of services that we can provide. So uh, Gwinnett Business Radio, we talk about how Business Radio X and our show, we are always about trying to amplify the voice of business. And I think one of the things that I would like to get amplified during this interview is I'm sitting across from someone who works with community improvement districts. And that's a phrase that gets thrown around. And I think a lot of business owners would go, I've heard of it, but I don't really know what that entails. So at its core, what is a CID trying to do for the community? Well, a CID, the bottom line, CIDs are in place to increase property values for commercial properties. Our, our membership are commercial property owners who voluntarily increase their property taxes. They contribute the property taxes to the board of directors that they elect. So you pay the tax, but it comes right back to your representative board of directors, and we invest in infrastructure in the community. We facilitate road projects. We do beautification projects. We do security. Uh, we try to enhance our community 
to protect and in many cases enhance the value of the commercial properties who are our members. So voluntarily increasing my tax revenues from uh, from that I pay for as a business owner, which the first glance is, oh, but if I can clearly see how that's coming back to beautify and improve where my business resides, then that takes off the table me thinking I got to get out of here or what, you know, which takes cost and all that. But Stephen, you're hitting the nail on the head. Oh, thank you. We do, we do expansion. And the first thing we say to people is we'd like to talk to you about the CID. Uh, you're going to raise your own property taxes and their tendency is to throw us out of the office. <laughs> but then, then we explain that it's really an investment and that CIDs for every dollar we collect from our membership, we leverage on a 10 to 1 basis Wow! from federal highway, from state DOT, from county government. From There's a million programs out there that we can access by providing the match, and then we get this, this return on investment. So there are 30 CIDs in Georgia that have been uh, formed over the last 32 years, and none of them have ever made the decision to go out of business. The, the, the commercial property owners see the benefit, yeah. and they continue to pay the tax every year voluntarily. Um, it's a it's a recipe for great success in a in a public private partnership. We work with in the case of Lilburn, we work with the city of Lilburn. But you're always in partnership between the commercial property owners and the local jurisdiction, and it's the most beautiful uh, public private partnership I've ever seen. It, it it's it's government and business working together work, in one of the best ways you possibly can. In in with mutual goals. And in a partnership. And not only do the businesses benefit, but the residents benefit, the people in the community benefit. I mean, the beautification of roads and, and security. And I mean, OK. All right. So I'm going to put a I'm going to pin it, put a pin in that. OK. I'm going to take a dangerous risk in this interview. And that's switch because I love where we're going down. We're going to get back to that. <laughs> OK. But I have to ask one question before I forget about it. Leithhead Consulting, your son started the company and you came on a year later. So. I'm not going to say what it's like to work for your son because you don't work for him. You work with him. What's it like partnering with your son? It's magnificent. Um, I, he's my boss. He hates it when I call him my boss. But the fact is that he's the founder and I'm the CFO. Ooh. And um, those are our titles. We work together, but we divide it up. He specializes in technology and expansion. Yeah. And I specialize in administration, sales, relationships. So we really don't uh, – we, we have our territories defined. We work very well together, and we enjoy it. I get – I mean, how lucky am I, I am to see my son every day. That's awesome. And we uh, we get along great, and it's um, – I mean, we fight sometimes. But <laughs> as as but any partners do, as, right? And, you know, he's my son, but as you, fathers and sons do. <laughs> but, no, I'm having a ball. It's the – it's the uh, I was retired. Now I'm working again, and I'm just really enjoying myself. Well, in your in your uh, previous line of work, so you said there were you know you were you were kind of prepared for this through the other jobs you had. Were you specifically working with governments, or was it mostly in in executive directorship in corporations, small companies? What, what was some of your background? my background is that I'm a commercial real estate developer. Okay, I I was the partner in charge of the Galleria in Cobb County. I was with Cousins Properties for eight years. We built Terminus in Buckhead, so. I was a developer, but I became aware of CIDs and recognized the advantage that they would provide. So I got very involved, 32 years with CIDs, but in a volunteer capacity. The, and in my, new, in my new role, my post-retirement, now I'm actually doing it for a living. In, in that past role, is that how your son, did your son kind of pick up on some of these things? Or how did he end up starting the company? Well, I was, I was chairman at one time of the Atlanta Regional Commission. Yeah. And... 
strangely enough, my son wound up with an internship at the Atlanta Regional Commission, and he was focusing in transportation, learned about CIDs, and then when he graduated from Auburn, he went to work for the North Fulton CID. Got that experience, but he has, he's entrepreneurial in nature. Nice. And after four years working at North Fulton, he decided to form his own company. So obviously your main clients are community uh, Im- Im- improvement districts, and there's 30 in the state. Um, what? How do you guys start the conversation? You're in the sales side. Yes. So what? what's the starting conversation to get them to go, ooh, we might need to talk to these guys? Well, I am delighted to tell you that it's starting to be word of mouth. Ooh, that's good. But when Michael first formed the company, we went to CIDs that we knew, and we said, we know you want to expand, and that's what we do. Hire us for a a year, actually for three months. They hire us to do a feasibility study. We come back with a feasibility study, and if we show that expansion is worthwhile, then they hire us for a year to do the expansion. So we started with the people we knew. We started with Town Center, which is in Cobb County. We started with Lilburn, um, Airtropolis, people that we knew and worked with, and they took a chance on us, and it's working, and it's word of mouth, so our client base is expanding, and our existing clients tend to renew our contracts on a yearly basis. Always a good thing in business. It's fantastic. <laughs> the business is growing, the momentum is growing, and we feel like we're also doing an awful lot for our community. So it's it's making a living and giving back at the same time. We are speaking with Tad Leithhead. He is a principal and CFO of the Leithhead Consulting Group. Uh, and I want to pivot now a little bit to talk a little bit about more about the Lilburn Community Improvement District. You you kind of shared some of the clients you're working with. Obviously, we want you want to talk to other CIDs and help them. But because this is Gwinnett Business Radio, let's talk about kind of the Lilburn CID. Um, you've been working with them for a, a little while now. Um, what are some of the goals that, that uh, the Lilburn CID has that you've been able to help them with? We're, Lilburn is a smaller CID. We have a, about a three-quarter of a million dollar budget compared to some that have multiple millions in budget. So we focus really in three areas. One is beautification. We do trails. We do landscaping, mostly along Lawrenceville Highway, to just make that a, a more pleasant experience. Uh, two... We do road and transportation improvements. We're working on a, um, a, a new improvement right now at Bryson Park on 29. It's called the Hood Road, Bryson Park. Uh, and we're do, building a roundabout, putting in a traffic light, et cetera. Um, and then the third thing we do is security. Uh, Lilburn has a goal to be the safest city in Georgia. Uh, we have a partnership with a firm called Flock Cameras that, that we put in security cameras. They... Uh, we did it on a pilot program. We put in seven cameras. They're already having a huge impact, not only on solving crimes, but also deterring crimes. The, 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 the criminals are smart. They know where the cameras are, and they go somewhere else. So we're safety, we're beautification, and we're transportation improvements. Those are our three primary goals. And uh, you gave an answer earlier in the interview about kind of leveraging the, the voluntary tax uh, increase that people take on to see the, the benefits Talk a little bit more about the partnership of the city and the CID because, you know, it's, it's, you're trying to do this marriage of, of government and business. Well, because we are private citizens, because we're commercial property owners, we can't build anything in the right of way. So we have to have a public-private partnership where we raise the funds, we design the projects, 
But then either the city or, in some cases, the state DOT, in some cases Federal Highway, they actually have to build it. We have no rights to go into the right-of-way itself. Hmm. So it has to be a public-private partnership. We actually operate under what's called a cooperation agreement with the city of Lilburn and the county of Gwinnett. And what we do is raise money, study, and facilitate projects. And that's where the leverage comes in. We'll spend... Uh, 100000 to design a project, but then we'll go out to one of the many programs that's available and uh, leverage funds. In the case of the Hood Road project, we're hoping to put in 200000 and get another $2 million. And there's your 10 to 1 leverage. I like it. And so one of the things I, I see you guys doing, you know, as a private citizen, you think, man, I want my government to do this. I wish they'd do this better. I wish they'd do this better. A CID is is part of the business community that goes we've laid everything out for you government now we're just instead of complaining here you go and we've given you the pathway to do it which i'm sure they appreciate you have hit another nail on the head i'm I'm hitting nails all over the place we can move so much faster than government not because of they just have a lot more regulations than we do not because they're bad no no we're private businesses right so we can go out and hire a firm and study something where they'd have to budget for it and Mm -hmm. and project out and so we can and you hit it exactly we can come to them and say here's a shovel ready project let's work together on finding money and we'll build it and when we get the money we start construction the next day Because we're we're ready, we're you know the old expression shovel ready. Right. We we get our projects ready, and then we start looking for money. Man, so you've talked about the word of mouth advertising, um, or word of mouth getting around. Um, apart from that, what what would be some of the best ways that you can? I, I'm assuming Leithhead has some margin to continue to help some other CIDs. Absolutely. And you said it at the beginning of the interview, and I just wanted to focus on it again, the idea that uh, people, uh, you know, these CIDs that are in existence, but maybe they, they don't have the staff to expand or they don't have the CFO on staff kind of thing. And so what are what are some of the ways, apart from word of mouth, what are some of the ways you guys are trying to get more work well, and help CIDs? We reach out. uh by virtue of having worked in the CID environment for 35 years, I just know everybody. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I've just you know I've been around so damn long that I know yeah. everybody. So um, so we you call- were a good hire <laughs> by your son. I'm seeing that. I'd like to think so, yeah. but um, but he's a great boss. Um, and he'll be mad at me for saying that. But um, but no, we 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 reach out to people that we know and say if you're considering an expansion, give us a a shot. And yeah. the beauty of it is that we get paid on commission. So we don't get our money until they get theirs. Nice. So the so the uh, our payments come out of their revenue. Now we do work on a retainer. Sure. But it's a relatively low co- retainer compared to the commissions, but we take the commission on a one year and then that that property that came into the CID continues to pay going forward. So it's a win-win for everybody. I'm uh, I'm thinking of another way that there might be some marketing. I'm thinking of some business owners who are listening to this who might have a little bit of uh, in with their CID or maybe they don't even know what their CID does and they might want to find out more information. So for business owners and for government officials and for people currently in CIDs that maybe think they could do better, uh, how do they get in touch of, uh, with Leithhead Consulting? Their best bet is leithheadconsulting.com. Um, or Tad at Lilburn CID, either one will comes to me, and I'm, and I love to talk about it. 
And uh, Leithhead is spelled L-E-I-T-H-E-A-D. Tad Leithhead with Leithhead Consulting in the Lilburn Community Improvement District. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having me, Stephen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get to our next guest, just want to remind everybody that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is uh, proud to be partnered with Regions Bank. Uh, we're here to help your business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. I was trying for the biggest dramatic pause I could possibly get. I, I don't know how I did, but, but Mike gave me a thumbs up, so I think I'm okay. All right. Happy to welcome our second guest into the studio. Tyler Went is the founder of Legendary Home Team. That's correct. Fantastic. Uh, Tyler, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having um, me today. I know that uh, Legendary Home Team, my Legendary Home Team is the Braves. I grew up here in the 80s when they stunk. And stuck with them, and I've been mostly happy with that. But uh, you have a dis different legendary home team. Tell everybody about what you guys do. Absolutely. Uh, we specialize in helping individuals find their dream home, secure it, and so they're in the home instead of looking for one. That's legendary. Yeah. If you can do that, I think people would say that's legendary. Absolutely. So obviously real estate industry. Um, what got? Uh, how'd you get started in the well, real estate industry? Really interesting story. Back in uh, 2004, I started doing investing on my own and uh, started looking for opportunity properties. Uh, folks that didn't have a house on the market and had an opportunity to you know, sell and take advantage of that asset that was just sitting there. And so mostly I was looking for vacant, unoccupied properties that had distance owners that weren't doing them any good. It was more of a liability than an asset. And I reached out to those individuals and just approached them and, and asked if I could turn that liability into an asset for them. Uh, and that worked out really well. Uh, I did that solely on my own for several years. Uh, and then because of my interest and passion in real estate and helping other people, uh, I then became licensed in real, in real estate, both for Florida and Georgia. Hmm. So, um, kind of a very entrepreneurial story kind of getting started there. Uh, but obviously you've now shifted by getting licensed. You're now working directly with clients to help them find their homes. And also I'm assuming sell as well. Yes. Um, unlike George Costanza, you're not just a, not just an importer. You're an importer exporter uh, when it comes to real estate. Sorry, bad joke. But you guys both laughed a little bit, so I appreciate that. All right. So uh, talk me through when someone contacts you. You know, Talk me through what are they going to get? Because I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Tyler, but there are other people who do real estate. There are other people who do real yeah. estate. One of the things that we do differently is we seek first to understand and understand their particular situation and what might work best for that individual. So not all situations are equal. Give me an ex give me do you do you I know you've got plenty of examples but give me an example that our listeners can really latch on to. Wow, they really did seek to understand first. Right. Well, one individual in particular that we worked with recently uh, had a desperate need to relocate. And at the same time they also had a fear of having individuals inside their home uh, and doing showings because of the coronavirus situation that we're currently in. Uh, and this individual reached out to me and we conducted a consultation to just understand their situation, what they wanted to achieve and what their goals were. Uh, they really wanted to relocate to be closer to family. And so through some of the marketing techniques that we have, we can limit showings by doing increased 
uh, visibility through professional photography and also 3D um, in-home tours. And these aren't really video tours. It's not like somebody walks through with a camera and you're forced to follow them around. Uh, these are 3D interactive tours that an individual at the comfort of their cell phone or laptop computer can go through the house room by room and they can look at what they want to. They can look at the floors and the ceilings. And so if they're walking through uh, virtually on a house and they want to look at the master bedroom ceiling, they can see the water spot that is there. So it's not like anything is being hidden. Uh, this helps because it keeps the showings at a bare minimum. So we don't have that exposure of individuals inside the house and also gives people that are may, may not even be in our area the comfort and convenience of seeing the entire home without having to per currently be present. So, man, now as great as that is and as much as you sought to understand, um, I'm betting that virtual 3D tours is probably not what you love best about the business, but what you love, I mean, you were able to service, That's that obviously is what you love. Right. So so what gets you up in the morning? Why, why do you, uh, you know, because you started as an investor, you, you kind of did this entrepreneurial thing. What do you love about working with clients? I really have a passion for helping people uh, and helping them achieve their goals. And that's why we start to seek to first to understand. Um, knowing what somebody's actual goals are. And sometimes the individual doesn't even know what their goal is. They have an idea of what they think it might be. Mm. Most people think they just want to sell their house for the most money. Well, some people want to transition and uh, may want to you know, transition in a timely manner. Um, while it's important to get the best value for the houses that we sell for our clients, we want to understand exactly what the time frame is that they choose to move and other factors that may affect the sale of the property. Uh, let me ask you to, uh, let me ask this question. Yeah, for those people listening, I, almost everybody listening, if they've been around for any amount of time, they, they've probably had a real estate transaction, maybe more than one. Any advice of a good question somebody should be asking their agent uh, or their realtor, either, either on the sell side or buy side, I'll let you pick. Uh, any good questions that, that I as the client need to be asking that'll help me know if I've got the right person apart from the idea that they should obviously just call Tyler Wentz and work with you but apart from that uh, educate me a little bit on that. well I appreciate that yeah the um, the client should definitely ask their uh, real estate professional if they have any specialties or certifications any things that um, they any niche markets that they specialize in um, some of those include you know veterans sales, working with individuals that are relocating for the military. Uh, there are individual niche markets where realtors work with elderly and elderly home buyers. Uh, there are sellers representation specialists and buyer representation specialists. So you really want to get a real estate professional who has experience in the market and knows how to market and sell a property. If uh, So if you ask that question, hey, what kind of specialties or certifications do you have and you get an open mouth? you might want to consider working with another agent. Is that, is that, those are my words, not your words. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Let me ask this. Is there, uh, so one of the things I've also heard is, is there a difference between an agent and a realtor? There are, and I appreciate you pronouncing that correctly. Um, a lot of people Shout out to Johnny Phelps. He told me how to do that. Go ahead. Pronounce realtor. Uh, they put an extra syllable in there. Right. You don't uh, call him a docator. You don't call him an actor. You call him an actor and a doctor, so why not a realtor? Go ahead. Absolutely. Sorry. Well, yes. Um, those individuals, um, the, the realtors and the real estate professionals are two different things. 
Uh, realtors actually have to abide by a code of ethics, and that sets them apart from just a licensed real estate professional. There are plenty of licensed real estate professionals in our state. Those don't have to adhere to those higher standards of being a realtor. Can you give me uh, one example? Because you hear higher standards, and obviously that's good. Can you give me an example of an ethical standard that a realtor has to follow that it might be one of those, well, it's not necessarily bad if I don't do that, but boy, it's better if I do. Yeah. Well, providing the client with the true and correct information on the house and disclosing all known facts is one of those ethical That's things. That's pretty big. Yeah, it is. It's one of those big things. And <laughs> and you oh, can ask a real estate professional if they've done that, but you're if a if a realtor doesn't do it, it's going to they they they're not allowed and they would lose their license, I'm assuming, or lose They'll their definitely have status. to appear before an ethics review committee. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty big one. That's yeah. a pretty big one. Okay. So, uh, we're speaking with Tyler Went. He is with uh, Legendary home team uh part of the keller williams team um talk a little bit about keller williams and uh, you know we've talked about what sets you apart you had a choice of different real estate firms to be involved with um i'm assuming keller williams is there was there was some reason why you, you the legendary home team could only be part of keller williams at this point yes thank you the um the reason that i chose to associate with keller williams has mainly to do with the culture uh the culture in that entire market center and in brokerage overall is just one of helping each other and that's one of the things that i find is one of the biggest benefits with all the realtors that we have in our office you see an open door policy where if someone is struggling with some avenue or aspect of doing their job you'll find someone that will step up and help them uh, maintain the, those higher levels of quality. If you're wanting to serve your clients the way you do and you want that to be what you're known for and makes you legendary, then I'm thinking you want a firm that's going to kind of serve you as they serve your clients too in ways that they help them. Um, so uh, one of the things we do here on Gwinnett Business Radio, obviously we are broadcasting this live and it's it's the middle of February of the year 2021, but we try to make these interviews timeless. You've been around the real estate market since 2004 of becoming your own investor. Um, so you've kind of been through a couple of different cycles. So I do want to talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the Atlanta and Gwinnett uh, real estate market right now. But I might, I'm warning you, I might go into you know historical context because you've had some history in the market. So what are some of the things we're experiencing now that are very unique? Well, right now we have an extremely low inventory of housing. Uh, some of that is due to the historically low interest rates that we're currently enjoying. And some of it has to do with uh, some of the fear that exists from coronavirus and having individuals into a home. So at the same time, we have a lot of buyers who have increased buying power, and we have a restriction of owners listing their properties and putting them on the market. Uh, currently, uh, we are at near record low interest rates, which are keeping buyers in the market. And the um, median days on market for the sale of a property is extremely low. What are we looking at right now as far as number, average number of days a house is on the market? So the average number of days on the market currently is under 15 days. Now, historical context, and I, I'm not, I, you know, what is it in a norm, and there is no normal, right, in real estate, right. but historically, what's that number around, 30, 45? So on the last two years, the average days on market has been as high as 34 days on market okay. for this area. Yeah, mm -hmm. and if you go back to the, the, the financial crisis of 2008, 2009, 
I think the average was, you know, 100 days at some point, right? Yeah, it was much longer. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, an extreme sell, an extreme seller's market. I mean, extreme buyer's market at that yeah. point in time. So uh, in the in the financial crisis of 2008, 2009, people were, you know, being foreclosed on and houses were being foreclosed on. I can remember there was a billboard that would list the number of houses available trying to get people to buy. And it was like... 250,000 homes and now I'm sure they don't want to broadcast that number because it's like seven you know and you you better jump on uh, jump on the situation so uh, economics taught me uh, uh, high school economics class taught me supply demand obviously with a low supply and a high demand we're seeing rising home prices what advice would you give to to either the buyer or the sellers at this point in time well now is a good time to either buy or sell um, because of the low interest rates buyers have more purchasing power and can afford more home than they could a year to two years ago. Um, now is also a good time to sell because we're seeing a competitive market and even homes that are not in pristine condition are having multiple offers. And so it's a great time that if anybody is even contemplating you know, putting their home on the market, is to schedule a free consultation and yeah. see what can be done for their benefit to get the best value for their home. Sometimes there can be a couple little tweaks that can be done around the house uh, to get a much better value for that property. And, and that, there's another way that you could be legendary for them. If it's a if it's a hot seller's market, you put your house on the market, you're probably going to sell it, but you might be able to help them see one or two small things, maybe a small cost, but if we can get that, and we talked about it with Tad, but a, a little bit of a leverage, you know, if you put this move, it might even leverage how much you get out of it. Spend a couple thousand to, to get 10,000 more on your asking price. That's something you help people with? That's exactly. That's a consultation. Yeah, we do free consultations for those individuals who are even contemplating uh, putting their house on the market. Well, I, I think we've teased them long enough. Let's tell them how to get a hold of you. Outstanding. Well, they can reach out to me via... Uh, web, internet, or phone. Uh, our website is legendaryhomesales.com, or they can email me directly at tylerwent at kw.com. That's T-Y-L-E-R-W-E-A-N-T at kw.com. Or they can text me directly at 770-856-2370. Uh, you know, one of the first ways you can separate yourself from other uh, realtors is give people your direct phone number to text on the air. And you just did that. Yeah. Tyler Wentz uh, with the Legendary Home Sales Team. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Appreciate it. Also, uh, thank you to uh, Tad Leithhead, uh, who is here with Leithhead Consulting in the Lowburn Community Improvement District. And... Uh, before we get out of here, I got to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio is so thrilled and so happy to always come to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their latest Facebook page and other social media for the latest news, offers, and community events. Speaking of social media, I would be remiss. I get a point for using the word remiss on the air. I would be remiss for not telling people that you need to follow Gwinnett Business Radio and Business Radio X on our social media platforms. You can check out Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and other stuff that I'm not even on. But you can look at at Gwinnett Radio X. Just search at Gwinnett Radio X. You'll find out all the stuff we're doing. Find out where we are around town. Uh, around town. Find out where we're doing remote broadcasts. Find out about our community partners. You can also listen to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms if you don't catch us live on businessradiox.com. 
So, you know, normally I'm the plucky little comic relief and the co-host with Mike, and I had to fly solo today. I know Mike did a great job producing. I don't know how I did hosting, but I know next time it probably won't be just me. Maybe it'll be Mike. Maybe it'll be Amanda. You'll have to tune in to find out. Thanks for being here on Gwinnett Business Radio on Business Radio X. So for our producer, Mike, this is Steven saying we'll catch you next time.